0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First bricks and mortar HMV in Ireland in more than a decade. And our own Sarah Madden went down to have a snoop around as they opened it up. What'd you find out, Sarah?
1: Well, it was really buzzy down there in HMV today, I have to say. You know, the staff they've got, they're young, they're fun, there's every colour of hair, tatted and ready to go. Um, And they seem to be really blown away by the reaction of customers. You know, before they even opened, there were queues and excited crowds were gathering inside um, at the various stages in there. You know, there were some former HMV shoppers who were really happy to see the dog and the gramophone back on the high street. But there was lots of other newbies who were thrilled to have their first HMV experience.
0: You close down,
2: I was, a, I was a regular customer, uh, sadly missed. Again, when the likes of HMV uh, actually close, you're, you're, you're down to a small minority of, of record stores, and it's great to see them back open.
1: And I see here you're working for Dublin Bus, but you obviously have a passion for music.
2: Yes, yes. And it, this happens to be my God, David Bowie. <laughs>
3: it's really good like I was just telling Lauren where I lived there's like a local shop centre and we used to have a HMV years ago so
1: it's nice to come back in today now to see it open again So Lauren this is probably your first time in a HMV is that right? Yeah it is I mean I love vinyls I collect vinyls so it's really good to see the back open again I love them straight to stuff too.
4: No I came in looking for Natalie Merchant but there's no discs in stock and I'm looking for Soda Blonde as well
1: Ah very good so kind of like young Irish bands that sort of thing
4: Well, yeah, uh, a great contrast to me.
3: (laughs) I think, like, I mean, music doesn't have an age. That's how I look at it, like. I mean, whatever your taste is, that's your taste. Like, I prefer old-school music, like, but I know everyone has a different taste and they have loads to offer here, so I think it's great.
4: I don't stream at all. I just believe in the hard copy, the vinyl or the CD. I bought a lot of my vinyl here. I have a huge vinyl collection. I bought a lot of my vinyl here
1: yeah it's hard to find new artists on streaming services it's a lot easier seeing albums getting to see them physically taking up shelf space you know i think it's more so just having something like physical and you actually have a collection of it and you can say oh yes this is mine i can put it on and just disconnect from your phone for a bit and listen to your music and being able to talk to people as well about music and about the albums you're seeing it's a it's a great experience like
5: yeah i mean i couldn't think of many other places to be fair like I mean, most of it is online now, so it's kind of hard to find other people with similar interests. So.
4: These girls here, like, I didn't know them this morning, but now we're like talking to them, and I've met so many people through, through artists, and yeah.
2: Absolutely fantastic to see them back open.
0: I sort of re- recollect people saying it was fantastic to see them open again before. Didn't we have a false dawn at one stage?
1: We did indeed, yes. Um, this is not the first reopening, you're dead, right? So to remind listeners, HMV, they shut up shop in 2013. That was after, you know, the popularity of, I suppose, iPods, smartphones, streaming. It really put their business model in in peril. Um, so the operation was resuscitated then after a few weeks. There was a big um, a hoo-ha, I think, over coupons and when whether they were going to be uh, the Christmas coupons were going to be um, uh, uh, honoured, but they were in the end. Um, but sadly, a couple of years later, twenty sixteen, doors were closed for a second time. Now, since then, there's been a real revival in interest in vinyl. We heard that there on the Vox, and that's what new Canadian uh, record uh, owner Doug Putnam is really banking on here. So, I spoke with Mo, who used to work at the Henry Street store, and he told me he's really happy to see HMV. Take another spin.
5: I'm an old employee. It's 10 years. We were the last people outside the door 10 years ago and five months ago. So it's nice to see my old floor back in action again, literally. So, you know, I had to come in.
1: So tell me a little bit about what you're wearing today.
5: It's my old HMV winter fleece, which I still keep in my office after 10 years. Nostalgia. So, uh, you know, good times. Uh, You know, I mean, there was a little bit of bitterness about closing down and how people were treated, but that's a different company. But it's just fantastic to see the medium going and also always seeing the interest of different generations. To see so many younger people in here and not my generation and older trying to find that ultimate disc with the special number on it, that's just really rewarding, you know? The people in these stores are the greatest people ever because you're all into the same things. You're really focused on music or movies and just the social life is incredible. The list of famous people I have is longer than two arms put together. Great fun. So I'm just running around looking at prices and taking a few pictures to send to the rest of the old old school.
1: Oh, brilliant! The
5: Dispersia. So see where
1: are going. you working now?
5: I wouldn't like to say. It's a, just in case they find out I'm on a sneaky break.
0: We just got a text uh, during the previous Fox Pop um, in relation to what one of the people said, saying, of course there's no Natalie Merchant music in HMV today. No one has listened to Natalie Merchant since 1992. How very dare you? Tom Dawn was on this programme during the week <laughs> talking to me about Natalie Merchant and explaining that he interviewed her only two months ago on his show and she's both A, very interesting and B, back recording. Anyway, that's a side <laughs> issue. What can people expect from HMV's third comings?
1: A lot, a lot, in fact. Yeah, I spoke with the store manager, Paul Stevens. Um, he started in HMB 14 years ago and he's really enthusiastic about the future of the Irish store's offering and indeed about the legacy of the music retailer's past.
3: Yeah, so originally it was uh, called the Gramophone Company, and they sold records. 1921 was when on it opened, so it's it's the brand's been around for many years. And the, obviously, the, the I think everyone knows the iconic logo, Nipper the dog, and the gramophone. So yeah, that's obviously been part of musical culture. Edward Elgar opened Oxford Street back in the day because it was really just classical music by then. The Beatles played on the roof of Oxford Street in London. It's a lot of heritage to it. So yeah, so we had a we had a queue. I think there there's about sixty or seventy people lined up in the queue. First thing, um, I mean, we've only really been open for an hour, and um, it's been mental, so it's, it's not stopped, so yeah all the staff were buzzing, and yeah, it's been a great morning hopefully in the future you'll see a lot more stalls opening in Ireland, and uh, yeah and we'll we'll really be back this time, so yeah. The great thing about the high street is always I've always found it's variety, and um, at the minute, I don't think there's anyone really consistently doing what we're doing at the moment, so real big focus on pop culture, Um, merchandise, we've got a lot of Asian pop culture, we have a big K-pop section, and then we have sort of figures, and just anything really to satisfy that inner geek in yourself. Also, we have on our first floor, the stage, so we have what's called H&B Live and Local, so it's really about engaging with the community, and anybody with a bit of talent, or not a lot of talent, whatever um can actually come in and um, play on the stage so we're inviting everyone from the local community just get involved so that's whether you do singing dancing stand-up podcasts anything we're just inviting everyone to come along and and experience an in-store event dublin's such a vibrant city and it's got such a great musical culture and history to it that yeah i just think the more the merrier can come in and and, and experience it so if you want to come up and and test your vocal range then be my guest (laughs) i wouldn't put you through that you've been so kind to me today
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, everyone's pretty lucky I didn't take him up on that offer. To Are you sure you still don't want to give us a couple of bars while you're here? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> just try and stop me. Um, but just as I was leaving anyway, there were crowds of people gathering um, to hear TikTok sensation Keen McCraw, can't say I know but anyway, uh, take the live and local stage. So that's obviously, you know, an online talent being showcased in a bricks and mortar music store, which I thought was a pretty cool dynamic.
0: So what does it all say now? Because when you hear K-pop and when you hear TikTok, it doesn't immediately say vinyl records. So what does it say about how people are actually consuming music?
1: It's a really good question. And um, to answer it properly, I thought we should probably hear from an industry insider, a veteran of the cause, a living legend, if you will, of course, Louis Walsh. We started our conversation having a little chat about our favourite first albums and he was reminiscing on the first record he ever bought.
4: I think it was The Beach Boys. It was either The Beach Boys or The Hucklebuck. I think it was the Hucklebuck by the Royal Show Band, which was an amazing Irish record. Or maybe it's because it's the first one I bought, but it was a great, great song, a great, great sound. If you're going to play anything, play that. I used to save my money, go to a record shop every week down in Mayo, buy a single. There were seven and six then. And it's just great that they're back. And I never thought I'd see a HMV sign in Dublin again. I really didn't, because I used to go to the Grafton Street shop at least once a week. And just spend time there, buy, look at the CDs, look at the vinyl, look at everything. There's never been so many great new Irish artists and they're all selling, not just in Ireland and England, but worldwide. So I think the music business has never been better. I mean, Hosey is on tonight on Malahide Castle, you know, um, Dermot Kennedy, you know, we've got some great people. It was never better. And this is a great sign that HMV is back and I'm very happy
0: only Louis Walsh faced with the choice between saying he first bought the Hucklebuck or Pet Sounds will opt for the News Talk reporter Sarah Madden, thank you very much, Sarah. Sarah there at uh, HMV and reporting for us on the opening of its first bricks and mortar store in a long time, nigh on a decade. Dave Hanratty, host of the No Encore Music Podcast, is with us to explain the core question at the heart of all of this. Why, Dave, when the world is full of streaming platforms, is somebody opening a bricks and mortar record shop?
2: Because, uh, I think because of the main reason that I came across in all this Vox Pops, romance. I think mean, there's a romance and there's a nostalgia built into this. And also, HMV are talking a really big game here. They're saying that they are profitable these days, that the stores they have opened in recent years are all turning a profit, and they're looking to Dublin now to do the exact same thing. They see that there is a love for the for, for physical media, and it should be said as well, I mean, like, for all the talk of music, of course, music is first and foremost there, but they want to be more than music. They want to be a pop culture destination, films, action figures, T-shirts, merchandise, you name it. Music is part of that, of course, but no, it is a gamble. And I think there is a level of, you know, well, it was 67 people queuing up there this morning. A lot of that, I think, will be curiosity just to see what they have that someone else doesn't. Because let's not forget, there are other brick and mortar record stores in Dublin alone and across the country. It's not like they've gone away forever. But HMV does have a cachet. It does have that cool logo and it does have memories for a lot of people as but
0: well. But we've seen a spike in the sales of hipstery type products. Typewriters suddenly became briefly popular for a while, pour over coffee instead of actual machines that make it for you. All the, now, is this just going to be a bigger version of that, that in five years, Sarah will be in here reporting on the sad demise of HMV after an attempt to reopen?
2: There's every single chance, yeah, and I do feel as the hipster in the room, you know, I can try and tackle this. I don't have a typewriter, but I do have a record player and I have spent a stupid amount of money on vinyl because, let's not forget, it's extremely expensive. One of the reasons why vinyl is having the boom in terms of a financial sense and outsell CDs in America for the first time in, I think, three or three decades, was it, Uh, last year, is because of how much it costs. It's not cheap. It's not cheap to make. It's not cheap to buy and yes, I have spent stupid money on, on vinyl before, you know, because I'm just like that's a that's a one-off, that's a keepsake, I want that forever, I might not even open it.
0: But they take up a huge amount of space, they bend your shelves, they're delicate, they crackle even if you're good to them because they collect dust you have to keep rebuying needles and they'll only play for what, 90 minutes aside before you have to get off the couch and turn it over.
2: Not seeing the problem here. <laughs> this is kind of the signature thing that we all go through. I'm kind of new to it, I mean like someone gave me a record player a couple of years ago and I was like in the honeymoon phase of just buying, buying, buying and then I I was like I can't afford this. I've got rent to pay, but there is a romance to vinyl. Like it's a physical thing. There's artwork. There's you feel like you're supporting the artist directly, and in nine, you know, lots of cases, you genuinely are. I mean, there's lots of places you can buy merch that will full profit will go to the artist. So I mean, like I think with this thing, it's great to have any physical space where you can go in and browse and buy. But it needs to be supported by the likes of whether it is a TikTok sensation performing, or you know, I think someone in the box pop there mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter about the quality of the artist. Uh, it should. Uh, let's not just have a dodgy open mic night. I
0: refer it, you to the but, Hucklebook.
2: What an answer that was. <laughs> but no, I think ultimately, if this, if they make relations with you know relationships with uh, artists, whether it's at a major label level or an independent level, and give them a space and make it a destination to go to, and of course, yes, spend money. This is a capitalist venture, of course. But I do think ultimately. Music, like someone said, like, you know, music has no age, you know, which is a very nice philosophical way of looking at it. And I think you need to have like, yeah, buy online, convenience, whatever. But I want record stores. I want like cool, you know, pop culture stores available to me to walk into, just like the old days, you know? See, the old days,
0: I think there was a core of people in the old days who just went in to buy a record. They didn't go in because they liked the smell of vinyl. They didn't go in because they wanted to flick through obscure Brian Eno takes on the world. They just wanted to go in and buy that record they wanted, and then they wanted to go home. It's those people, presumably, who have to go back to shopping in these record stores to make them profit, Or is it just that by having live acts and toy figures, they'll make enough that the record sales don't matter?
2: That remains to be seen. This is the big thing. I mean, you have to wonder why has it worked elsewhere? Will it translate to Dublin? And look, yeah, cost of living crisis, we are in one, but by the sounds of things, you know, those people queuing up were like, I'm going to spend my money on Natalie Merchant. I still can't believe that someone like dropped Natalie Merchant there. I was like, wow, what a deep cut. Um, it all <laughs> depends on whether people... Are you a huge
0: 10,000 Maniacs fan under it all? Uh,
2: I wouldn't go that. I was not huge fan, but, you know, respect the art, you know, that kind of thing. But I think ultimately, if people are willing to spend their money, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day.
0: There are a number of very specific questions that I don't know if either of you are in a position to answer, but I'm going to try it anyway. Sarah somebody wants to know I have an old voucher from the early 2000s will HMV currently honour it? Do
1: you know what give it a go (laughs)
0: give it a go Do people own disc stroke cassette players? I listen to music through my Alexa HMV Steam's a bit pointless to me and I'm afraid I have a tape deck in the car
2: yeah, I mean, there's, there's cars being manufactured in that don't have CD drives in them, but there's still some that do. I think that's where a lot of people kind of listen as well. But again, there's, there's an element of people who are now like, that romance thing comes back in, you know, I will make the effort, I will, you know, I'll go on a website and buy an old player or something. And again, I mean, like there are people who will tell you that CDs sound better than vinyl. There are people who will tell you that they hate streaming. They hate the sound of compressed songs and MP3s and they only want physical. That's never going to go away. But it is, you know, it's money, it's time, it's investment.
0: Are you too young to remember waiting for Tony Fenton to stop talking so you could lift your finger off pause?
2: No, no, I've, I've, I've recorded off the radio before back in the day for sure. And it is the thing of a like, of DJ intro. And I'm like, come on, man, I just want the song. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that you're charismatic and you're getting your thing in here. But no, no, yeah, no, beautiful times, no?
0: I at one point recorded the soundtrack to The Fall Guy off TV onto cassette.
2: That's, see, again, like you have a skill set. Exactly, lost can, forever. You can No, you can teach the new generation of people how to do this.
0: I saw somewhere a meme of a picture of a... a Cassette tape and a pen, and a thing that said there are several generations that don't understand the connection between these two things. Well, maybe HMV will start the process of getting them to understand that connection again. Dave Hanratty, host of the No Encore Music Podcast, and our own Sarah Madden. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coady with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.